Welcome back to the Revenue Recovery Podcast. I'm Ted Long, and today we're in for a treat as we're going to kick off the new year here at MCAG with a guest that's going to explain what's happening in the class action settlement space in 2023. Our guest is Samantha Suki, who is manager of settlement opportunities at MCAG. So stay tuned. All right, I'm visiting with Samantha Suki. And, you know, so far, most of our podcasts have been really focused on individual class action settlements. But today, you're going to give us a bigger picture of what's going on in the class action settlement business. But before we go there, can you talk a little bit about what you do in the research area here at MCAG? Yes, absolutely. And I'm really excited to be here today to talk about class action settlements. And like you said, what's coming up for 2023, a little bit about our research department. Um, We specialize specifically in antitrust class actions. So that would encompass, for example, price fixing between competitors or even uh, monopolization within a certain market. Um, We also focus specifically on business to business class actions. And our main objectives are to find and discover lawsuits and settlement opportunities to monitor for meaningful milestones and of course analyze these opportunities with each milestone with our internal and external business partners to find the best opportunities for our clientele. Well that's cool. So it's amazing stuff and you're doing research every day. Can you talk a little bit about in terms of how you do it? Is it all digital? You know, what's the process that you do? In terms of what research we conduct, um, we use a variety of tools and we actually have a really unique set process. And part of that process is using our um, settlement management system that actually our IT department made customized for our line of business since it's so unique. Um, So basically, the research department, we are responsible for kind of feeding the initial information into our system Um, And we're able to track each lawsuit and settlement and each meaningful milestone with that customized settlement management system. Um, And when we feel like an opportunity is at a certain point where it's actionable, where maybe we can possibly file for our clients, we actually have what's called a settlement opportunity committee. We meet minimally each month to discuss upcoming opportunities and we actually score each opportunity. And there's about two dozen characteristics or attributes within a settlement that we look at closely. Um, For example, we look at the overall fit with our current clients. We look at the data requirements. And of course, we look at, you know, what's the ultimate um, recovery going to be for our clients to make sure it's a great fit. Um, So we, we meet once a month, like I said, Settlement Opportunity Committee to really score and analyze these um, settlements as they come in. But our research department it's really cyclical because it actually it all comes back to our department at the end. So it's not just research finds the lawsuit settlement, passes it on to our filing department. We continue to work with our internal partners, gathering additional information. That way we're analyzing um, post-review, for example, Mm -hmm. because we want to always make sure that we're learning best practices that we can take away Mm -hmm. to use for future opportunities. So I, I did mention a little bit about our settlement management system, which is probably our primary tool that really helps us stay on top of information so we're not missing anything. Um, But we should talk a little bit about some other great tools that we utilize that um, help us meet those objectives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daily, we receive customized reports out of several court systems. So we're tracking not only federal district courts, we uh, track the appellate courts and the circuit courts. We actually look at federal claims as well. 
So we receive those daily reports to know exactly what's happening on not only the lawsuits that we're aware of, um, but just industry-wide collecting that information. And to help uh, retrieve this information, one tool we use is a news aggregator application. This news aggregator application allows us to, uh, it has a custom AI engine built in. Mm -hmm. So we can feed it um, the keywords, the key data that we're trying to go out and collect. And this actually helps us increase the resources and sources that we have available for information. Wow. Also, what's amazing about this tool is it has um, the ability to archive and create a library. So we have this information, so not just the data from the courts, but we have that context from additional sources right at our fingertips at any moment. Mm -hmm. So that's one tool that we, we love and use daily. Um, another tool um, besides databases and reports that we utilize is a web scraping or data scraping tool. And this allows us to uh, monitor different websites, different sources. So once again, um, you know, once we have all of our systems turned on, we're getting multiple alerts um, from different sources. To, and that really ensures that we aren't letting anything meaningful fall between the cracks. Mm -hmm. So this is amazing. And I think this is one of the kind of misconceptions people probably have about MCAG. I mean, a lot of our clients just view us as, you know, a third-party filer and we file on their behalf. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's more than that. We're more about class action settlement navigation and that we're helping the client navigate through the process, but we're also this, like, security blanket, mm -hmm. knowing you and your team are doing all this research, gathering all this information and keeping people up to speed and making sure they're not missing out on these opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of information out there, but like I said, we, we've got a great process and tools in place that allow us to really, uh, you know, zoom in on the most meaningful content that we can find out there and deliver those opportunities as soon as possible. Great. So based on all this great research you're doing, so what have you gleaned for 2023? What's on the radar? Yeah, there's a few exciting um, categories that I thought we could discuss today. Um, there's probably three that stand out, the, the food industry specifically, which I'll talk about first. Um, then we'll talk a little bit about the pharmaceutical industry, as well as what's going on in the technology platform. Mm -hmm. So the food industry, um, this kind of dates back to, it looks like, around 2012 um, to 2016. There was a steady increase in prices, specifically in the meat industry. So think broiler chicken, turkey, pork, um, even like tuna, salmon. And so these lawsuits began in uh, 2016. And they set out to really hold these uh, food processors, meat processors, um, accountable for the alleged conspiracy to basically reduce supply and um, increase the price of these items. And what we've seen are a result in several settlements, and these are usually pretty large um, cases. So that means there's going to be several dozen defendants. We've already seen partial settlements. And what we should expect for 2023 is as these cases move along, we're going to see additional settlements come out from more defendants. Um, we should see additional filing deadlines, and we should see those settlement funds increased and aggregated. So, And as a reminder, that's really applicable for two sets of our clients. Those would be direct purchasers that purchase these food items directly from a, um, a food processor to redistribute. Or it could even be a commercial indirect reseller. So that would be like our restaurants, mm -hmm, our hospital sure. clients, and even universities. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So exciting to see more deadlines. And we've already filed into a few of those settlements. So 
we should see more. So you see that on the horizon. Then talk a little bit about the two big settlements that everyone's waiting on. Oh, uh, yeah. Visa, MasterCard, and Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yeah, absolutely. So Visa, MasterCard, as you stated, a, a huge opportunity for our clients and merchants across the country. Um, just as a reminder, this settlement, you know, it's about $5.6 billion. Um, this is going to go towards entities, merchants that accepted Visa or MasterCard as payments. We know that it's been in the um, appellate court. The final judgment of the settlement was appealed. Um, we know that oral argument was held about a, about a year ago in March of 2022. There's been no decision made at this time, but we have seen some movement within the court to indicate that the panel um, is actively reviewing these appeals. And we should expect some resolution pretty soon here right. and hopefully a filing deadline right around the corner. Great. All right, lots of incredible news, so stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Sam, we've, we've talked about uh, Visa MasterCard. We've talked about uh, food. Mm-hmm. I know um, another area is Blue Cross Blue Shield. People have an interest in um, pharma and tech. Why don't you tackle those? Yeah, absolutely. Regarding the Blue Cross Blue Shield litigation, we know that we filed into the subscriber track, but really we're we're keeping our eyes on the provider track right now. We're anticipating some significant movement. Right now, we know that the parties are working on the motion for class certification, which is a big hurdle to get to a potential settlement. So any movement around class certification is going to be uh, monumental, and we expect that in the next year here. Awesome. Now, how about uh, you mentioned uh, pharma and tech. Talk, talk about those yeah. two. Absolutely. So regarding the pharmaceutical industry, which these settlements are usually uh, based on generic and brand drug makers brokering a deal to prevent, you know, a a less expensive version of drugs from hitting the market. These are very common. Um, We usually file into half a dozen to a dozen of these settlements each year on behalf of our clients and their employee benefit plans. And we should expect to see that continue in 2023. Um, That industry um, continues to see lawsuits and settlements. And what's really exciting is the generic pharmaceutical pricing antitrust litigation um, is within that category. And this might be the the largest pharmaceutical case we've ever seen, meaning we could see the largest potential settlement. Um, And that case is dozens of uh, generic drug makers as Mm -hmm. defendants, as well as over 100 drugs are in question. So So this could be huge. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that one. And then tech. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like Technology is really dominating the headlines from our news aggregator sources right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we talk about technology, we're really talking about the four big digital platforms. So think Amazon, Apple, Google, and that includes Facebook, now known as Meta as well. Um, These companies are, um, you know, really being held accountable right now for monopolization claims in their markets. So that could be, you know, search engines. Um, It even includes social networking. Mm. Um, advertising. So we're going to see a lot in the next year here. We know that the Department um, of Justice actually has a huge case against Google that's set for trial in the fall here. Um, We should expect to see a lot of movement. And this could be, you know, possibly applicable for merchants that use, you know, Amazon as a third party seller. A lot of our clients advertise on these platforms. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens with the, you know, federal and state enforcement cases and how that will trickle down to private class actions for our clients. Well, Sam, this has been awesome. And I really appreciate you coming in and sharing this with us today. And 
I'm sure you're also thinking we should have Samantha on more often, and I promise you we will. So look for her in future uh, uh, podcast episodes. If you want to connect with Sam and learn more about MCAG, the notes for this podcast have information on how to reach out to her. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, please share, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast. Also, please send us your questions at info at M-C-A-G-I-N-F-O at mkeginfo.com. That's all for now, but we'll talk again on the next episode of the Revenue Recovery Podcast. You've been listening to the Revenue Recovery Podcast, where we make revenue recovery simple. Be sure to visit www.mkeginc, that's M-C-A-G-I-N-C.com for more information about MKEG and its revenue recovery consulting service. Until next time, over and out.